welcome, 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 welcome to the What's Next podcast from the Car Bar. The official home. This episode brought to you by Bison Coolers. Bison Coolers, Blair. You know what they do? They work hard. I'll be damned if they don't play harder. I would almost say Jeremy started that slogan after he met us. <laughs> it's become so natural to us. Because until 4 o'clock, we work hard. Yeah. And then we play harder. <laughs> so Jeremy Denson of Bison Coolers was super cool. He donated a 50-quart to Chandler Speaks, our buddy Bryce Moans yep. uh, charity. Uh, he also uh, was kind enough to supply me with this right here, Dave. You see that little bad boy? That is nice. So that's on a regular beer. Okay. But I could unscrew this here lid, and then look at this. Tall boy goes in there. Nope, not a tall boy. So, a long neck. So it's multifaceted. Yeah. It keeps them all cold, which is super important because you're going to the beach. It is an insulated koozie, not the the ones that you fold up and put in your pocket. You've got to you got to keep this around. This is a keeper, but it keeps the sand out and the cold in. Yes, sir. So I'm we are going to get this tempted and tried and all those good things in Gulf Shores, Alabama. You ever been there? I have. I've not been there. So this will be my first time as well. I've been to the Florabama bar. Okay. Uh, but I was in Pensacola, and a client drove me over there just for a couple of drinks, just to show it to me. Uh, but we're staying in a place called the Phoenix Nine. For those of you that want to haunt me on my vacation, we'll be at the <laughs> Phoenix Nine in Gulf Shores, Feel Alabama. Feel free to call all week. <laughs> right. Blow his phone up. And it's about 100 yards from the floor of Bama, so I would imagine I'm going to know those bartenders pretty well. I would guess so. How far is the drive? Uh, so we are looking at a solid two-day drive because Daddy didn't like to drive more than five or six hours. All right. So we're going to drive past Shreveport until we get bored, Okay. which will probably be in Monroe. Shreveport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to get a hotel there, and then we'll power through. I think it's 11 hours all in. Okay. Uh, Lauren is in uh, New Orleans. She'll drive over and meet us. So we will have two cars there, so that'll be pretty cool. That will be nice. Uh, but we are renting a minivan. Yes. What, are you going to soccer games? <laughs> right. The hell? Well, we're. I, you saw the stack of beer that I'm bringing, uh, but... We are taking Morgan, my daughter, and then her good friend from high school named Anna Wentworth, David Brindley, who may be listening to this. Uh, she was the shiny one uh, when when she ate ribs one time, and she had eaten so many of them that she had the meat sweats. No. She got shiny. Don't we all? And she likes to party. She's sorority, University of Texas. She's ready to throw down. Gotcha. Is she the one that was... Um overcome with disgust when they took a half gallon of water and poured it out and put another half gallon of vodka in there right then put the oleo in there to flavor it or whatever and then and then oh my god it's so much work she's like people are dying here it's half <laughs> vodka half water and oleo yeah so she's been to the gulf shores she went for spring break and she's like, I could show you all the real sleazy places, but I would imagine we're going to class it up a little bit more than she did for spring break. I would hope so. Well, yeah. vacation is a great way to relieve stress. And that's what I thought we'd talk about this week. You and I had talked earlier and said, hey, let's, what are some of the things that you do after 
busting your ass all day on the phone trying to talk people into doing stuff they don't want to do and buy stuff they don't want to buy. <laughs> right. Yeah, you talk people into buying stuff they don't want to buy. I talk them into leaving the comfort of their job and go to a, <laughs> an uncertainty job. Yeah. It's not. We don't exactly serve up beer and snow cones over here. This is uh, This is work. Dave, they don't pay big commissions for easy sales jobs. They pay big commissions for <laughs> difficult ones. That's why we're in that business. So every now and then you need a stress release, and yep. vacations are a great way to do it. Yeah. Do you have a list of things that you go to for stress relief? I've got a hammock hanging in my backyard that is all about that. Yeah. We talked about back porches on the back porch deal. Yeah. Um, on I've, the back porch podcast. I've got I a guess yoga it's not mat. a deal. It's not a deal. A deal is a deal. It's a podcast is a podcast. Yeah, it was just a podcast. wasn't a deal. Being on the back porch, super relaxing. Yep. When I used to get to watch the Rangers before Bally screwed YouTube, um, <laughs> that was awesome. Um, have a nice cold beer yep. after mowing the yard. Cold diggity. A lot of people don't think yard work is relaxing. I do. Oh, pulling weeds? That's Dawn's. That's her jam. When yeah. she's stressed out, she'll take a 10-minute break, go out in the yard and pull weeds until she starts sweating. Then she'll come back in. Yeah, Me, not so much on the weeds, but fifth grade me yanking on that start cord on the <laughs> right. $83 lawnmower from a used garage sale that I had. <clears throat> I never dreamed that I would enjoy mowing yards. Same. I had a lawn mowing business. As you know, I had a quite a little nest egg from it by when I got to college. Yeah. And my three goals that I wrote down my senior year, one of them was to never mow my own yard. Yep. Uh, and after about 10 years of letting someone else mow it and seeing weeds, and uh, it, they never came the day I wanted them to, or there's always an excuse or they're running late, or they drag some other person's weeds on their wheels into my yard. I finally just said, F it, and I took it over. And I was shocked to find that I liked it. Yeah, I never, I was like, there's no way. Yeah. There's just no way. But then it's relaxing. It, you it come is. home, there's no telephone. No one's asking you to do shit. No. Although the only thing bad is now you don't have a cassette tape. No, you don't. You, listen to, you are listening on your phone, so people <clears> do call every once in a while. while but I'm you mowing. don't have to flip the Scorpions album over the cassette. No, the Scorpions you were can, never my jam, You could bro. just listen to the Scorpions straight through on Spotify or Motley Crue. All right, so when you mowed, yes. what was the soundtrack? Oh, I definitely had Scorpions, Billy Squire. Mm -hmm. Guns N' Roses wasn't even... I mean, no, we're talking... I started later. cutting grass in fourth grade until I graduated. Um, pretty much those two were the go-to. I mean, it was just over and over, flipping them over. Crocus. Yeah, because you couldn't carry a lot of tapes. It was hot in Abilene. They would melt. So I wore out Kenny Rogers' greatest hits because I liked a chiller vibe while I was mowing. <laughs> okay. So I, I knew that album backwards and forwards. For some reason, Permanent Vacation by Aerosmith, that was in the rotation okay. big time late in high school. Van Halen 1984 was in my Walkman almost all summer. Yeah. That man, that is a Russell Willerton in his parents' camper throwback. We used to listen <laughs> to that album like crazy. I still hate to weed eat. I still hate to edge, but there's something relaxed about mowing. When I was on the golf course before you got there to play 18 holes with me, mm -hmm. I would listen to 
five to seven hours of <laughs> droning tractor or yeah. riding lawnmower. That was cool. Yeah. So today, my um, for stress relief, it's a little different. I, I do get to mow once a week. Uh, but yoga has become a big player. Meditation's a big player. Um, and sometimes it's not even yoga. It's just coming in here and stretching because, as you know, <laughs> as you get a little older, your lower back decides to make its appearance in your life. Yeah. Um, but beer and certainly the glass of whiskey, uh, music, and I think what we're talking about now is vacations. Yes. <clears throat> What I did not see coming was my office is 35 minutes away, 45 heavy traffic. I try to avoid that. That listening to the ticket or sports talk radio or music, that 35 minutes, or make a few business phone calls and get that out of the way. Mm -hmm. So when I'm home, I'm home. Stress release. Yeah. I typically will call you at 730 to 830 because I know you're usually on your way. <laughs> I'm stuck. To, to work and you're stuck in traffic. The, um, you know, it's, it's interesting calls from friends during my work day used to be my reprieve. Like yeah. when I used to have to cold call all day <clears throat> and you would call me from your gym job. I would ask to speak with, can I speak with Blair Lewis, please? <laughs> That's right. Who's calling? I loved it. It was the best break in my day. But now I'm like, dude, why are you calling me I'm while I'm at to work? I'm trying a living. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, if, you, if I didn't have to talk to you, I could be done by 430. That's right. <laughs> so it just stressed me out now when friends call during work. And, and I don't know why. It shouldn't, but it does. So I didn't see the driving stress reliever. And then once we got, I got a dog, walking the dog, you think, oh, I got to go walk the dog. Mm -hmm. Now I won't miss it. Yeah. Walking the dog, it's about to get a little rougher. Uh, nice pun, by yeah. the way. Um, <laughs> but in the evenings, that's the move. Well, now, we walk Foxy every morning, and maybe twice a week we'll go out in the evening. But I always enjoy the, the evening walk better because your day's done. Right. Whereas in the morning, my brain is kind of pouring yeah. over what I'm going to have to do. I used to do two a day, and then... It just evolved into where I had to make a choice because I had nine practices to go to. So either walk in the morning and work out in the evening or work out in the evening and walk the dog in the morning. So I just I just chose to walk and I like to go right at dark or right after dark. Right. Because most of my neighbors are assholes. And they cannot fathom that you can have a disciplined dog that doesn't need to have nine leashes around its neck from four different directions and three handlers. Believe it or not, a dog can walk right beside you. Well, it can. Now, of course, you're aware that our precious little foxy here to my left was attacked by a husky yeah. just two weeks ago. For just that I, reason. I said disciplined dogs. <laughs> yeah. This so husky was not Quite regular. I'm on the Crawford Farms Facebook page of, there he goes again. Not walking. No leash on the dog. No leash. There's a guy at the park down the street who uses a leash that, no kidding, is like a 30 or 50 foot rope. And he just <laughs> unfurls it as the dog runs away. And then as the dog gets closer, it's like, you're working your arms constantly with this rope. My favorite is the people that walk their dog every other month. And then they have those, those release and pull them back in or release and pull them back in and they're choking themselves doing triple gainers. Yeah, the, the, like, the retractable. Yeah. 
I'm like, it's not going to work. My buddy Joe, uh, when he goes to the dog park, so the dogs are allowed to run free, he, that's when he takes his retractable one. He doesn't walk them with it. Yeah. But he takes that one so he can unfurl it and snap dogs in the face if they, <laughs> if they mess with his dog. He's, he goes, oh, man, I'm deadly with that thing. I can hit someone from 15 feet. Wow. There was a time in my life when a nice seven-mile run was very relaxing. Those days are over. 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 (laughs) I I was telling someone this the other day. I've run five half marathons. I ran for a decade of my life, and I had two enjoyable runs. Oh, come on. No, two where I was like, oh, that was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Most of the time, it's a hostage negotiation. Okay, so you're just talking yourself into one more mile. Yeah. One more mile. If I can just make mile. it to the stop sign. I can walk at the stop sign. Then I get to the stop sign. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Just make it to the next well, stop Well, you sign. had to enjoy the one where you mixed up your uh, <laughs> pain medication and your vitamins. So uh, the time that I took two full-strength Vicodin uh, for a half marathon, that was one of the enjoyable <laughs> ones. Yes. Instead of your vitamins. <laughs> Don, Don, Don looked at so me and she great. goes, how are you feeling? I said, I can't even tell that I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> as we were running by the Judge Roy scream. Uh, as you called and were telling me that story, all I could see is the doors playing in the background. <laughs> this <laughs> is the end. <laughs> <laughs> Riders in the storm. Dun, 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 dun. Don said the pace I was running at was just ridiculous. <laughs> Slow-mo. <laughs> um, you're walking. Yeah. For those of you that haven't heard this story, I we, we stayed in a hotel to get closer to the run and as I was putting on my shoes I realized I had two sets of the exact same training shoe during the training for the half marathon and I had packed two left shoes Uh, that might have been difficult to run in so I had to panic fly back to Colleyville to the house to get one right shoe to bring and so I was running late for the race in a pure panic and I just reached down and I took all the vitamins, not thinking, oh, yeah, I had put a couple of Vicodin in there in case my feet were hurting towards the end of the race because I've got after the flat race. feet. Yeah, after the race. Well, sometimes I, I would take one during because oh, okay. like, I get to mile nine and my feet are already screaming at gotcha. me. Because normally if you train a 13-mile race, your long run might be nine miles. Yeah, My long run would be more like seven or eight. Yeah, that's called squeezing it in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could grunt it out. So you rented a hotel room so you could walk to the start that's stop right. line. Mm-hmm. Still got to go home. Yeah. But got back in time. <laughs> in a pure panic. Yeah. In total panic and just took them all. Just took them all. So kids, it- there's a lesson here for you. <laughs> just stay at home or double check your shoes. Yeah, there's a lot of lessons in there. In fact, <laughs> you could go through my life and you could see these pivotal moments where the, the choice was right there in front of me. But after, after running on the bricks in downtown Fort Worth, I'm kind of thinking the Vicodin is not that bad of an idea, maybe. No, the Vicodin, that's the good move. Now, what you do have to do is you have to fake oral surgery every year in order to keep your supply uh, up. So, like, oh, I got a toothache. You know, you got to come up with some trickery dickery, Doc. <laughs> I had nine teeth pulled again. <laughs> I'm running out, but the Vicodin sure tastes good. Well, one total recharge that I took for granted for several, several years 
family up in Montana. Um, I quickly realized that some of my friends got to go to sexy places like Indiana to hang out with the in-laws or <laughs> right. San Antonio or <laughs> not the best places. And I was getting to go to Montana, and so I finally figured out that suck it up. It's awesome. Yeah. But I learned that going up there and just taking one week out of our bitch of a summer totally recharged me, and I could suck it up through the rest of that and then go into Aggie football season. And with the summers that we would go to Mexico and not go up to Montana, I just didn't get that temperature recharge, and it it hurt me. Yeah, we have – I don't know that it's annually, but I bet in the last 10 years we've been eight you know times in to Colorado – and it is funny if you go up in July or August, everyone you meet is from Texas. Yeah, like the entire state goes to Colorado to cool off. Yeah, and it is, man, it's magical because it just beats you down every day. Hundred degrees just wears you down. And they, you know, we go in and they're like, "Man, we are so sorry that it's eighty four today." Yeah, well, you brought the heat with you. That's like, what they like to say. Twenty degrees less than it is at home. Because I've seriously, Stacy and I've got it on a plane. Well over 100 here at 8 a.m. or whatever when we leave. And when we land there, it's 75. Remember our boy Andy Moore out in Scottsdale? I'll never forget being on his couch at – well, I may forget. Who knows? I don't know the future. But right now I remember being on his couch at 2 in the morning. I'm going to guess you're going to (laughs) forget. Yeah, if I I had to bet. (laughs) And I remember the news would – in Phoenix they're obsessed with the temperature because people die every second. Yeah. And it was two in the morning. We were back from the bar, just hanging out on his couch, probably drinking another one because we didn't need one. And it said 102 degrees. I was like, it's 102 degrees at two in the morning. He goes, oh, it won't drop below 100 at this time of year. I was like, jeez. My favorite. One of the favorite stories. But it's a dry heat, was, Dave. Yeah, it's a dry heat. One of the favorite <laughs> stories he was telling us, he was like, see that golf course right there? It's $300 to play there from October to March. In the summer, like twenty seven fifty, because it's three hundred twenty one degrees. Unless you get off at the seven a.m. tee box, uh, yeah, no kid. It, I never lived there during the summer. I only lived there from October through December. So, and it was perfect. It was amazing. But uh, I'm, I'm not tempted to go back no. during the summer. Uh, winter, winter, yeah, only. So we had pandemic. Mm. Then we had Snowmageddon. Yeah. Speaking of pandemic, by the way, and stress relief. Yeah. So they announced the lineup for ACL. And so I was super excited. George Strait, by the way, is headlining ACL. Did you yes. see that? Because he's such a free thinker. <laughs> right. And, uh, and Stevie Nicks is there as well. So they are catering to an older crowd this year. But I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll just buy tickets whenever. It's it sold out like in a matter of like two days. And so now I've. Well, of course, no one's seen a concert in 18 months. I know. I underestimated how insane people are going to go. So now instead of paying $250 a ticket, I get the privilege of paying like $650 a ticket. So that'll be nice. You're welcome. Yeah. Quality uh, time. We like to call that with a daughter. Yes. uh, Well worth it. Yes. As as, uh, Morgan typed it, low key, uh, it's worth it. Yeah. (laughs) So pandemic, then snowmageddon, and then gigantic ice balls falling from the sky in Keller. So we've had all this fun so far. 2021 has been big events rather than one long sustained enema. 
So my buddy Fireman Chuck, he said, it's going to be so damn hot this summer. Instead of bringing beer to my pool parties, I'm just going to ask people to bring two bags of ice and we're going to put it in the pool. (laughs) (laughs) And we're just going to hover at chin level in the water. So I have long had the theory that if you were to put one bag of ice with discipline every day into your pool, that it would maintain a better temperature. And everyone says... You're out of your mind. One bag of ice is just a drop in the bucket. It, w- it would never work. But I do like the idea of dumping a bunch of ice in a pool because in Texas. But if everyone brings two bags of ice. Yeah, you could cool now down we're that talking for sure. Uh, because, yeah, t- uh, pools will get up into the 90 degrees. Then you're like swimming in bath water. That's no yep. good. I jumped in last Friday. Um, was cooking. Yeah, it's in the 60s, isn't it? We were cooking all those fajitas and stuff for the fire department and the police department stuff. And I got. I was so hot and muggy, and it was refreshing, refreshingly cold. So stress relief comes in all forms. A lot of people like just like Stacy. She likes to just veg out, relax, watch some mindless TV, or she does her art thing on the iPad where she paints by numbers with the pen and I mean, it comes, everybody does different things. Yeah, Don's big one is uh, also watching anything like fantasy related, like with wizards or um, vampires or something like that. Yeah. If that's on Netflix or some other place, she's going to watch that. The The Housewives is big for her. Okay. The thing that is, the thing that I've realized over time is Don doesn't care if I watch sports. Uh but I don't know that I necessarily enjoy watching sports by myself that much. I enjoy watching sports with others around me. Okay. I love watching sports with other people around me, but I, as opposed to watching any other TV, right? I'll sit there and watch F1 or golf or do whatever because I just don't like regular TV anymore. I've, I'm turning into I don't like TV guy. Yeah, you're getting old, dude. Now I'm watching. Well, you're you're going to wa- start sitting in your garage in a lawn chair looking at your neighbor's house. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like to watch stuff, but I like to watch stuff. I like to watch people climb mountains or I like to watch people train dogs or shoot ducks. or Hell, I watch F1 now. It's the most bizarre thing ever. Well, Netflix has changed us all into F1 fans. Which are you rooting for a team yet, or are you just watching the whole sport? Oh, we're Team Red Bull. Oh, you're well. Geez, why not pick the one that wins a lot? Well, they uh, just they finally overcame Mercedes in Monaco in last Monaco, week. Monaco, yeah, I saw that. So I was so excited. I went online to buy as a joke for the pool parties coming up this summer. I was going to buy Kevin and I a nice Red Bull racing cap. Nice. The uh, sliding glass doors that they have at their temporary offices mm-hmm. require a lot of budget, Blair. So apparently, they funnel the money from the from the eight, hat sales, the eighty dollar t shirt <laughs> and the forty dollar hat. I was like, it's a hat, right? You put it on your head. It's not felt. It's not one hundred percent beaver. We don't get. I don't go down and get it sized up. <laughs> yeah, from Jimmy's. Uh. <laughs> Jimmy doesn't send it to me. Just a freaking snapback. That's crazy. Eighty dollars for just a regular old hat with a. It's a no, trucker. Forty for the forty for the trucker hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, eighty for the t-shirt that looks like their jersey. I thought it would be like a cool shop shirt. No, it's a t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, but it says Puma on it. 
Oh, well then, $80 it is. So apparently running a $500 or $500 million team takes a little help from the stands. Yeah, so I have not decided who my F1 team is at this point. I, I'm not even through season one. I'm, I'm like... Uh, oh, okay. I'm through the Singapore race. Okay, that's why you thought Red Bull was good, because they sucked for the next three years. Oh, well, uh, no, no. Oh, I yeah. thought Red Bull was good because I turned it into Monaco and I saw that they won. Oh, okay. okay. So I was yeah, like, that oh, was sure. his first one of the year. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm, new, I'm new and catching up. As if we know what F1 really is about. Uh, well, so I've got a buddy. But no one listening knows what the hell we're talking no, about. I've got a buddy who's <laughs> from Columbia. Okay. And they watch it, apparently, religiously, yeah. that in soccer. And he's, he, he goes, oh, I'm sort of into it. He goes, now the the computers do most of the driving. Like, yes. You're really just steering and braking, where you used to have to switch the gears and everything. Yeah. So he's lost a little bit of luster for the F1 over the so years. Without Netflix, I would have never watched it. But without uh, all, all In or whatever, I would have never watched Australian rugby and yeah. <laughs> all these docu-series. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, now that's how we get our news. It's yeah. like, oh, the college scandal? We'll watch the oh, documentary. There you go. Yeah, so... Uh, I, I got to tell you, when it comes to stress relief, I don't know that I'm good at it, but I sure know that I think about it a lot. Yeah, and that cup of coffee on the back porch in the morning before it gets loud, um, that beer in the evening, I don't know. Something about liquids just kind of calm me down. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. Um, By the way, speaking of, uh, uh, speaking of what we're speaking of, we, sh- we should not, as two – one fifty-year-old, one forty-nine-year-old. Yes, we should not let this go by without a mention of Big Fee Mickelson winning at the age of fifty. And the gambling geniuses that we are, <laughs> every major we pick two golfers, right? And the odds of us picking four out of the top ten golfers on the planet, yeah. And three only didn't mine make the made cut. the cut. <laughs> <laughs> three did not make the friggin' cut. Yeah, Phil Mickelson was very calm. I thought for sure he was going to blow it. He uh, he hit I it left, I- just like the U.S. Open. He hit it left into that crowd. I really think someone kicked it back into play. I was texting my dad, and I was like, he hasn't felt these nerves in years. No, I thought he'd choke too, but no, it was great. He was, it was really that, good to see. He was chewing that CBD gum. He was good to go. <laughs> and he's going to be at the Colonial this week. Is he really? Yep. Nice. First he's, year in many, many, many years. I'm not going to get to go. He is a past champion. I will not be able to go either. I'll be in the Gulf Shores. You're leaving town. I've got to. I've got to run down to Georgetown for my nephew Tanner's graduation party on Friday. Then get back for Gavin's graduation party on Saturday. I, I'm covered up. So what did we learn here today, folks? I think we learned that stress is a bitch. You should avoid it. Yeah. If you get a 50-quart cooler from Bison and fill it up with beer and or coffee, mm-hmm. that helps. Yeah. Long as there's liquids involved, we've learned liquids are good. Get out of the heat or go directly into it to the beach. <laughs> right. Either one of those really helps. Somehow if you look at water, you're not as miserable. Well, there's breeze. There is breeze. And you're normally going to get out on a boat. You might roll up on a four-wheeler or a little airboat action. Yeah, we're going to do that. We've got the airboat. We've got the sun- sunset tour. Uh, that'll be fun. <laughs> and the relaxing drive to Shreveport. It said you could bring your own uh, drinks. And so I called the guy. I go, look, I don't want to 
like spend $450 for a private thing and roll up with my bison cooler full of sweet, sweet, cold diggity. And you guys go, oh, well, I didn't mean alcohol. I just mean like you know, Cokes and waters yeah. and stuff. And he's like, oh, no, you, you can do whatever you want. It's Alabama, bro. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I've been to Alabama. It's great. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. Well, I hope you learned something. Everybody relax. Yeah. When you're in traffic, listen to this, and it will relax you even more. Home. Home. See you next week.